Boca Terra, Ruruda Island Chain, 1938. A single bulb at the end of a wire illuminated the rectangular back room of the island bar. The air was thick with smoke and reeked of alcohol. A table lined with seven men, three on either side and one at the end, took up most of the space. Four held cards, the other three held guns. The table surface was scarred and stained. At the center sat a small pile of coins and currency from a variety of countries and something else. The soldier at the end of the table kept his gun aimed at the American player's chest. Unfazed by the implied threat, the cheroot-smoking blonde examined his cards, then looked over the loot at the Japanese general and his two aides, who seemed to be holding a conference. A precariously balanced square of paper that threatened to slide down the stack of coins drew the blurred gaze of the roomy-eyed general. He kept leaning forward as if to grab it, but the alcohol he'd consumed wouldn't allow him to hold his cards and reach for the paper at the same time. He was losing, and the only thing he had left to bet against was his precious map, now balanced on those damn coins. He finally gave up trying to take it back. Win or lose, he figured he could wager anything he wanted since he had no intention of letting the other players walk away. The American shifted the unlit cheroot to the side of his mouth. To his right was a 22-year-old Frenchman, wheelchair pulled up tight to the table. A bare-chested islander, more boy than man, sat directly on his left, holding the fifth hand. The American kept his cards in his right hand while removing the cheroot with his left. No, take ye, you have to win it back. The unshaven general turned to his aide, spraying him with spittle as he spoke, in an attempt to make a point. Five-card stud was not his game, but he was determined to beat the American and win back his map. The islander and the Frenchman showed their cards. The American fanned all five cards face up. Read em and weep, your highness. The general gulped down another shot of sake, throwing the empty glass to the floor. He stood, knocking away the assistance of his aide, swaying with the effort. With one hand on the table for support, he slapped his cards down in a stack, separating them with shaking fingers. The gunman at the end of the table looked on in confusion as the American swept up the coins and tucked the map in his pocket. The gunman's head swiveled at the sound of the general's bellowing. Then he turned and pointed the muzzle at the American, just as the islander upended the table. Spinning the wheelchair around, the American tilted it back into its huge rear wheels and slammed it through the swinging door, expecting a bullet in the back at any moment. But when he looked over his shoulder, the aides and the gunmen were attempting to get the general back on his feet. Once in the lounge, the American ran across the floor, out the entrance, into the clearing, and heavy island air. I got it from here, boss, the islander said, as the American gave him the wheelchair and emptied his pockets of coin and currency into the Frenchman's lap. Thanks, guys. See ya, he called, and disappeared down the trail, leading to the dock, and the groom and goose tethered there.